With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. And John Ramos is here as well. Ramos. It is a BKR edition on this Friday. Today's show is brought to you by Farmers Insurance. Farmers Insurance knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and auto. So visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS and get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. I didn't give the boom yet, but I can right now. Boom, it is a Friday. Jonas Knox next to me, John Ramos over there. There will be a John Ramos show today. And Jonas, when when people find out we are filling in, or maybe people hear Doug on the herd and they say, oh, Doug may not be on his normal show today. Maybe the guys are, are doing their show it's never, hey, are you and Jonas doing the show today? Or when, you know, what time are you and Jonas maybe going to be on? It's all, is there a John Ramos show today? Yeah, no Make kidding. It's as difficult on Ramos as possible. I, I don't hear anything about, hey, are you going to do a special uh, uh, matinee edition of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? You don't hear anything about rank and file? Like We don't get no. any, any sort of love, None but of it's that. all about the John Ramos show. A yeah. show he doesn't do a damn thing to produce. John Ramos! <laughs> Sorry, I thought my mic was off. Uh, John, John... Percentage-wise, how much of today's John Ramos show has your fingerprints on? 
I'm happy to say about what would you say, like eighty percent, Dan? Would okay, you say there that? it is, eighty <laughs> yeah. percent. That's the official yeah. number. There it is. I mean, I think it may be a little more, but I don't want to get too big headed. Yeah, on, so. yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. That big head will be peacocking at about <laughs> five thirty Eastern time, two thirty Pacific for the John Ramos show. There is news from the NFL today, but it almost Jonas ends up being the it is news, but it isn't news because the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott basically are where they have been for a long while, and that's not on an agreement on a contract extension as the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott now try to move forward towards an agreement like that. But what we have today is some comments from Stephen Jones, the Cowboys executive vice president who spoke with the Dallas Star-Telegram saying, quote, I know he wants to get his contract in the rearview mirror and we want it too. We want him to be treated well financially and respectfully. We are going to have a real urgency to get this thing done. Doug spent some time yesterday talking about the urgency on maybe how it isn't there for the Dallas Cowboys, but Jerry Jones will make it there because Jerry Jones is urgent with everything and he wants things to get done. With If you are sitting there and you are the Dallas Cowboys or you are Dak Prescott, what side do you think has more urgency to really, really get this thing done? Well, things are fixing to heat up, according to Stephen Jones. Ooh. You think, ooh, fixing to heat up. Uh, yeah, well, they've been fixing to heat up since you were in Oxnard last year, and this was a conversation we were having. How long can this go on for before somebody raises their hand and just says the honest truth yeah, we're just not really sure we want to pay him $35 million a year. Like, let's just be honest about it, because it would make more sense. I mean, do you want to wait until after Patrick Mahomes gets paid or before Patrick Mahomes gets paid? Because he's looking at probably $40 million. And if you were to ask me right now, who's going to get their contract first, Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes? I think it's going to be Mahomes. If Dallas really firmly believed that Dak Prescott was worth the kind of money that they are somewhat near as far as their asking price, then this deal would have already been done. It would have behooved them to get it done a year ago, if not earlier than that. Well, this is this is the issue that I see, because I think Dallas looks at Dak Prescott kind of how we look at Dak Prescott. So I'm looking at, at Stephen Jones and saying that they're fixing to get it done. I'm surprised he didn't say, y'all are going to hear some news real soon about this over at the ranch. <laughs> I, I reckon a deal gets done yonder. <laughs> you can go play your football yonder. Oh, throw in some more Texas slang for us. You're going to be chewing on that brisket by the time we get this deal done, y'all. The 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 Cowboys though when you look at and you talk about Patrick Mahomes deal, it is it is a an, an imaginary deadline, but it's a deadline out there. You don't want that to reset the market. But when I look at the Dallas Cowboys in, in trying to get this done, Jonas I think they're in such a unique spot that I do think that they want to get this done, but they just want Dak Prescott to realize who he really is. And that's where I think this is is such a thing, be, is where you're kind of at this stalemate because there is Dak Prescott, who statistically was one of the better quarterbacks in all of football last season. There is also the Dak Prescott, who had his three worst games of the season in 2019 against the Philadelphia Eagles in a must-win against the New England Patriots in a primetime spot and against the New Orleans Saints early on in the season. And when you have those games, Jonas, where your quarterback is not performing against the top caliber teams in the National Football League, it tells me something that, hey, it's not because the defense gave up 34 points or they couldn't th get things going. Dak had a part in this and why the offense wasn't going. So I think that the Dallas Cowboys 
actually want to get this done because they know that Dak isn't the guy that is going to carry them to the Super Bowl, but he is an, a, a key piece of that Super Bowl team. He's going to be more like Jimmy Garoppolo than he is of Patrick Mahomes, and it behooves them to pay him as less as they can while still getting a deal uh, done. The problem is he's got a better resume than Carson Wentz, and he's durable. Like he's done more as an NFL quarterback than Carson Wentz has. And that's just a fact. And so while I agree that I believe Carson Wentz is a better quarterback and I believe mm-hmm. these other quarterbacks are better than him, he does have a legitimate argument as to why he should be paid the same, if not more than those guys. And I think that's what the holdup is. The problem is they've waited so long to get this deal done that the price tag is only going to go up. You may not like the fact that the quarterback price tag continues to go up, but you probably also didn't like the fact that gas used to be a dollar seventy nine a gallon, and now it's three eighty here in Southern California. That's just how this thing works, and the price is going to continue to go up. And so, if you're Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, I just wonder if you're at a point now you bring in a new head coach. Maybe the smartest thing to do is to tag him and see what Mike McCarthy thinks after spending a year with him. Because Mike McCarthy spent a long time with what we consider the best at at one point in time, the best quarterback in the NFL, if not one of the great talents in the history of the league. Let Mike McCarthy have a year with him, similar to what the Redskins did with Kirk Cousins, and then you can make your decision afterwards. I I, ju- I feel like that's the direction that we're going, as opposed to getting a long-term yeah, deal Yeah, and now. I think the more information, the better for the Dallas Cowboys in all of this. Totally agree. Finding out more and more that you can. Is this a scenario, and I'll use this analogy, of – you're you're dating someone. I mean, it's it's oh, gone geez, well. Dan, is it always about like? Oh it's always God. it's always goes back to relationships, right? <laughs> That's what this is. This is kind of a a football marriage or a football relationship, and everything is awesome. Yeah, you can live with maybe the you know the the weird quirks of one or the other, but when it comes down to it, it's like you know what? She wanted kids and I didn't. And I look at the Cowboys of saying like, okay, we want a Super Bowl, and we don't know if Dak can provide that for us. Like they may be like they may be good enough. You need to if you look at the 49ers, and this is why I say I think that there's a bit of a parallel for them. The 49ers signed Jimmy Garoppolo with not a lot of information, a lot less than what the Dallas Cowboys had with Dak Prescott. Yeah. And you gave him that money saying, we're going to lock him up. Not only that, to your point about where the contracts are and the contracts are resetting, as time goes on, the deal's gonna look better and better. But realistically, is Jimmy Garoppolo the guy to make the pass in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl to get you a Super Bowl win? We found out on Sunday that that's not the case. That Jimmy Garoppolo disappeared in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. When you look at the Dak Prescott numbers that I mentioned, when his, his best games this year were against the Redskins and the Giants, when his worst games are against the Patriots, Saints, and Eagles, that, you know what, it's... He does, you know, he could get us to to eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six and eleven and five. But when it really comes down to the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl, which is what I really think that Jerry Jones wants, and I think that we all know that he wants one before he, you know, kicks the bucket. Hey, it's the fact of the matter that that could be the sticking point. That really, when it gets down to it, that they're like, all right, you know what, we're going to go along with it. Like, okay. All right, I guess we are going to have kids, even though I'm, you know, or vice versa. That's what I think is the sticking point is that they know that in the big games, Dak isn't there, but he's good enough to earn that that big price. And that's what I think is so tough for the Dallas Cowboys to swallow. I just have a real difficult time with the Dallas Cowboys, a team who hasn't won a damn thing in a quarter century, telling me what is a good quarterback and what's a Super Bowl quarterback. How the hell would you know? 
Honestly, you've been the armpit fart of the league for over two decades. How the hell would the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys know what a winning Super Bowl quarterback is? It's Look, I could go all the way back to 1996, and I could tell you how much a Ken Griffey Jr. Don Russ baseball card was because I had a sheet back then. If you stop time and ask me today, hey, how much is that card worth now? How the hell would I know? That was 96. I have, I'm not up to speed on what everything's worth from a card value back then. The Dallas Cowboys trying to dictate terms for all this talk about this roster and the team that they've got man consider yourself fortunate that Dak Prescott was there available to you after you passed on him multiple times in the fourth round they won a lot of games with Dak Prescott I think they're either going to have to bite the bullet and give the guy the contract closer to what he wants than what they want or they're going to franchise him figure it out for a but, year and move but what on. good is another 11 and 5 season when he and Dak doesn't show up in the biggest game that they need in a divisional playoff game or an NFC championship game. That's what I think's in the back of their head. And that's why I, that's why I bring up Jimmy Garoppolo's his regular season numbers as a whole and where he stands in the league are, you know, comparable to the other quarterbacks and maybe in better than other quarterbacks. But it's when the big game comes up, is that the guy to do it? And in the end, when Jerry Jones wants that title now, and 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 it needs to be now, it's not a matter of whether they know what a quarterback is over the last 20 years. It's the fact of the matter is, can you commit to this right now because you are stuck in this, this urgent path to get that Super Bowl, and the guy that you may have to pay, you don't fully believe can get it done. But I think they already had their scapegoat as to why they couldn't get over the top. His name was Jason Garrett. I mean, that's everything that we've been told is, oh, Jason Garrett's got to go. He's got to do this this year. Remember, we were talking to Matt Mosley, who covers the Cowboys in Dallas. This was at training camp, and and he was on with an interview with us. He was in Oxnard. By the way, some people call it Oxnard, but I don't even want to get into that, Dan. <laughs> but he was in Oxnard, and he said, and, and we asked him, and you might have been the one to ask him, hey, what keeps Jason Garrett around next season? Well, he's got to get to the NFC Championship game. All right, that didn't happen. So if he's the scapegoat, how can you really base a long-term opinion on Dak Prescott if you feel the coach is a problem. That's why I think a franchise or a tag of some kind is the way to go and just wait this out a little bit longer, but it's just going to get more expensive. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think, it, it, and again, it comes down to more information. Let's see how this works. But remember, they also kept Kellen Moore. So, you know, so the offense really shouldn't shouldn't miss a beat. Which it's was weird, ma- right? Wasn't kind of weird that that Kellen Moore is going to have play calling duties as well uh, play calling responsibilities over Mike McCarthy. Yeah, like I think that there because there were instances in the Eagles game, you know, when Zeke went out and then they have the, you know, the short yardage play and they run an option on it. Um that ends up falling on the offensive coordinator. Yeah, like but I, but and and again it comes into a big spot of, of a big game and of a big moment of them not being able to come through. Maybe Mike McCarthy and lends some of his knowledge of how to to play call in that situation to a Kellen Moore. Maybe Kellen Moore is a better play caller because of Mike McCarthy and the work that they do in the nine months before the regular season start, you know, starts. That's all information that we don't know with yeah. Dallas. But but I, I but the the long term contract stuff, like of the of the discount of it, there was a report that they offered they thought they were close on a thirty three million dollar, you know, a year deal in September. And then that ended up not working out. That wouldn't have paid him more than Russell Wilson or Ben Roethlisberger, but it would have at least been in the ballpark where, guess what? 
four or five more quarterbacks get higher deals, Dak's probably where he is, and he didn't want that. I just don't think that they want to commit $36 million to a guy that they don't know if can bring home the Lombardi trophy. All right, so say you're at... And where could we put what would be a casino that would be all in, in Vegas that would be all about? All right, Caesar's Palace. Okay. All right, because sure. There you, I am. You, walk, you walk into Caesar's Palace, you walk right up to the sports book, and you say, All right, there's a bet. Dak Prescott either gets a tag or he gets a long term deal before the start of the season. What are you putting your money on? Tag. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's too far down the river at this point, and you got a brand new head coach. Why would you commit now if you're not totally sure it's going to work with the new head coach? Yeah, I, it's a fair point. <laughs> I just, I just, it, it, I think, I think they they kind of botched this. I think there was an opportunity to get something done at a lower price, and it didn't happen. And now they're in, in a tough spot. Who do you think the franchise tag hurts more, Dallas or Dak? Dak. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and but it's not only just because of the money; it's because it allows the Cowboys so many more options. Yeah. Where I think. You know, there there are opportunities where, yeah, Dak may hit the jackpot with an MVP type season next year, and then Dallas is going to kind of, oh, geez, we could have had him for thirty five million dollars. But you take the risk of paying him, I don't know, five million dollars more a year over the next five years if he can pay off that franchise tag. Plus, I don't think Dak sits out if you franchise tag and can't come to the terms on a long-term deal. I still think he would play. I mean, his only his only leverage is sitting out and not reporting to the team and making them and, and having them deal with their backup quarterback, whoever that, that would be entering the season. But so the Cowboys still have more options. Dak would have to sit out to have any leverage in the case. Dan Byer, Jonas Stocks in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. All right, coming up next, uh, there is a team in sports that everybody bullied, picked on, and made fun of, and they shut all of you up last night. Find out who we're talking about here on FSR. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Ah, revving up our engines here for Doug Gottlieb. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. John Ramos is here as well on a BKR edition. Dan, it was weird. So I, I've been off for a couple of days. And so I try to, you know, I obviously intake, you know, the the sports and all that stuff and, and watch as much as possible. But a lot of it, you know, I'm just sort of checked out. You know, I needed a break, needed to get away from it a little bit. So I didn't even I didn't even see what happened in the uh, Rockets-Lakers game last night. But I'm assuming the Lakers just buried him, man, because the Rockets traded away their only big man. And so you like you can't win basketball well, games if you have a lineup. But that and there's no team that's going to beat the Lakers in a seven game series. No. I'm sorry. It's just it's not going to happen. No, not happening. And so when, when you bring when they trade away Clint Capella uh, and, and, and that deal gets done, there's no possible way the Houston Rockets would then turn around and go into Los Angeles and beat the Lakers with well, a bunch of garden gnomes you know, as basketball players. That would happen. It says here on my screen, Rockets 121, Lakers 111. That's impossible, Dan. There's no there's no way that's, that's, that's uh, wait, possible. Wait, this is from February 6th, 2020. 20. Starting lineup, uh, Tucker, House, Westbrook, Gordon, Harden. Uh, yeah, Covington off the bench. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, Davis, James, Key, Bradley Hold Green, it. Kuzma yeah. off the bench, minus 14, goes oh. two for eight. Uh, yeah, that was last Hold night. On. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. So, so, so look at the bench. So Clint Capella, like that wasn't from like two years ago? There's, yeah, there is no, no Clint, Clint Capella. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Robert Covington uh, came off the bench at four threes. Uh, the, the newly acquired Robert Covington. How the hell did that happen? Make them understand it's West Side for life. Well, it is West Side for life, and it's also because they shot 45% from three last night, going 19 of 42. That helps. That 
Um, can we just uh, here's here's the thing that's so funny about this. So I was looking up uh, Capella's numbers, and because you know we keep hearing it's a three point dominant league. And so I wanted to look up Clint Capella's three-point numbers because obviously a team that would take that much of a backseat to the rest of the NBA by trading away Clint Capella. And so I looked him up. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, he's attempted two threes in his career. Okay, Uh, It's Ben Simmons-esque. Yeah, uh, and I don't think he made either one of those that he attempted. So in a three-point dominant league, they trade away a guy who can't shoot threes, and everybody expects all of a sudden they're going to be not a very good team and not competitive at all. I don't look, does this work long term in a seven game series? No. But what if it does? Like 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 what if they do have some success? At least it's interesting. It's a different approach. There there is it is a very, very small sample size, but at least it's positive in moving on. I look at last night, Jonas, of what last night did is not as much reaffirming that they made the right decision. I actually still think that there could have been an opportunity for uh, Clint Capella on this Rockets team. What what I look at it is is saying, to your point, hey, what we've got here or what we've tried, we don't think it's working. We don't think that this is going to be the long-term uh, plan for us for these next four months to bring home a title. So if you believe something – at least stand by your convictions and just go for it. Yeah. And it may not be conventional. Doug and I actually talked a little bit yesterday about it's more about like the, the Sixers, but you know, there's 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 a keeping up with the Joneses sort of thing. And maybe when one team is doing this, another team is doing that, it seems that a lot of teams now are being dependent on three point shooting. But the Rockets are taking it three steps further in saying, like, okay, we just we don't even need any bigs. We're going to try to make it more of a mismatch for you on the outside and trying to guard us with your bigs if that's the route you're going to go. And for that aspect, I really I, I can't criticize them for it. And last night reaped the benefits of it. You remember, uh, and I look, you're not really a fan of 1990s football, and so I get it. Like in 1990s sure. NFL is not really your thing. But there was a team called the Houston Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, remember the Houston Oilers ran the run and shoot. And by the way, that's sarcasm. Uh, Dan and I, um, like, if if I was going to have an affair on my fiance, it would be with 1990s football. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, and I'll tell her that, and I'll tell her in Spanish. Sure. Um, but in 1990s football, the Houston Oilers ran the run and shoot, and it was basically. Just go downfield. And it was Warren Moon and it was um Drew uh, Hill. Haywood Jeffries. Yep. Ernest Givens um, and Curtis Duncan. Yeah, and Curtis Duncan, and he was number eighty, right? Curtis yes. Duncan was number eighty. And so they never won a Super Bowl. They never won a championship. They had a, a giant lead over the Buffalo Bills in a playoff game, and they gagged that away. So there was no real sign that it worked at a championship level and you could look at it as oh that was fun while it lasted but you know get out of here but at the time they were one of the most exciting teams to watch in the NFL because it was up and down the field run and shoot football June Jones did the same thing at Hawaii when Colt Brennan was breaking all those records maybe the Rockets are just going to be that team to where they're not going to win a championship, but they're going to be damn fun to watch, and they're going to go up and down the court and shoot a bunch of threes. And some nights they're going to go 20 for 40, and some nights they're going to go 5 of 40. But you know what? It's unpredictable, and it's fun to watch. And for me, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with D'Antoni going all in on his method and Daryl Morey going all in on what they believe is how they need to play basketball. It, would, it doesn't seem to be productive, Jonas, in a Mike D'Antoni 
system for them to go the other way when it comes to their offense or to do it in the half court. What is amazing about last night and the two things that stand out that I don't think are being talked about enough are, number one, James Harden was not good last night, and it was Russell Westbrook carrying the Rockets team, in addition to Robert Covington hitting four threes. But Westbrook ends up finishing with 41 points, what is is not being talked about, and the Lakers going 9 for 31 from behind the arc. And I know the Lakers are middle of the road when it comes to three-point shooting, but when you look at how teams around the NBA, Jonas, not only operate, when you look at the three-point percentage numbers, you're actually having a lot more of the playoff teams having high higher three-point percentage. The worst three-point shooters in the NBA are the bad teams in the NBA. So when you see the Lakers go 9 for 31, you say 29%. Yeah, that's not good. That's below their average. But isn't that who they are? Is there one guy on there that you can say, you know what? He's the guy that is going to hit the big three and is going to be able to be the consistent three-point shooter. And I'm also including Danny Green in this, considering what we saw from him last year. I think that their three-point shooting, when you talk about what the Rockets are trying to do, I think it's something that's holding the Lakers back as well. And I don't think that's being brought up of what happened last night. I think that's an issue for them going forward. So there was a lot that, that happened in last night's game with the Rockets' small lineup taking the headlines. Westbrook stepped up. The Lakers didn't shoot the ball well. And remember, this was after, man, you see LeBron, five straight threes in that game. You know what he did last night? One of eight from behind the arc. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I like the idea and they've at least got conviction what they believe works. You know, like if, if there's, if there's a team in the NFL that believes that running the football is their best chance uh, to win and it's the 49ers and they run the ball every single time in the second half and Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw the football. I think there was some statistic out there that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't throw the football in the NFC championship game for an hour and a half. I think, I think that was like the real time between, if I'm not mistaken, I'm okay with that because it's different. It's a, it's a it's a different approach, and the Rockets are basically going nitrous oxide on the three point small sure. ball game. Like, and they're saying, all right, well, if if Clint Capella in a three point dominant league has two attempts in his entire career and he missed both of those. What's the point? Like, let's let's make a move and let's go all in with our style as opposed to just keeping a guy around because he's a talented big who can't shoot. I'm okay with it. I want to see. I want to see if it works. Well, I really do. You're also you're also making that plan for three teams in the Western Conference, right? You're like, okay, this is how we're going to operate because we need to figure out a way where we could try to beat the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. That's, yes. That's so. So it's not about even the overall thing. It's like. How do we get an advantage against those three teams? And last night showed how they can have an advantage over one third of those. Play teams to your strengths. To it's like anything. What do you do better than everybody else? And if they feel they can shoot a three better than anybody else, or that's the style of play that they have, then play to your strengths. It's all that you can do. There's not a, a move out there that's going to tilt the scales uh, in a massive way. I mean, the Marcus Morris trade is considered a big deal, and it's Marcus Morris. I don't even know if he's ever made an all-star team. I don't think he has. So at this point in the season, play to your strengths. And, man, I know we've been inundated with football, and it's been NFL for months and months and months, but some of the narratives around the Rockets and whether or not it's worked, I mean, they make it seem like they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're three games out of the two seed. Mm-hmm. They're right there. And if this is the move that they make that gets them home court uh, in the playoffs for one or two rounds, then you make the move. I have no issue with Uh, it. Quickly, John Ramos, I hope you are available. I'm going to put some quick math for you. In 51 games this season, 
51 games. They're the number of games the Rockets have played. Do you know what their win-loss record is? Well, 51 games. 51 so the two numbers would need to add up games. to 51. Two so it could be like 26 and 25. Could be something like. I would say that's a good one. Okay. 26, 26 and 25. There it is. And They're 33 and 18. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 26 and 25. Yeah. There it goes. 33 and 18. So they are well over 500. Yeah. Can I just say I'm a big proponent for small ball? Yeah. <laughs> Some of us don't have any choice, John. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Picture, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, if you would like to challenge John Ramos on math, you can do so uh, at JSRamos06. At JSRamos06, he will be there to answer and shoot He's down all your math calculator. questions here. He's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I don't even need a calculator. John, 42 times 19 times 27. 325. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, that's what time Dan will be in traffic. Uh, that's what that's what John was saying. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, um, there is somebody in the world of sports that's just lying. They're a liar. We're going to expose them next here on FSR. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. It is the Doug Gottlieb <laughs> Show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's Isaac Lohenkron. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. John Ramos here as well. A John Ramos show comes up in less than two hours. Uh, coming up in about two and a half hours, we're going to be able to see the full interview from the MLB Network that Tom Verducci conducted with Astro skipper A.J. Hinch making his first comments on the Astro scandal. What MLB Network did for us, Jonas, the uh, the uh, sports fans, if you will, the, the public, was they gave us a teaser, a little snippet of what could come ahead in this conversation. This is what was released yesterday in that conversation with the now former Astros manager. Is that championship tainted? It's a fair question, and, and I think everyone's going to have to draw their own conclusion. Um, I hope over time and, and, and the demonstration with the talents of, the, of this team, the players, the, the careers that are, that are being had, we have some of the best players in the entire sport all together on the same team. I hope over time um, it's proven that it wasn't, but I understand the question. It's a fair question, and people are going to have to draw their own conclusions. Unfortunately, we opened that door as a group. And that question I may never be answered. We may never know. Um, and we're going to have to live and move forward and be, be, be better, better in the sport. But um, unfortunately, no one can really answer that question. I, I can't pinpoint what advantages or what, what, what happened Jesus or what Christ. exactly would have happened otherwise. Stop but we talking. did it to ourselves. Just shut up. Stop. Okay, good. It's over with. My goodness. You know, when, like, bro. Uh, uh, you can tap dance. We get it. I mean, good God! Just answer the question. Yes, it's Dan asked me the question. I'll save everybody is the, the World two and Series half tainted. Uh, yes, Dan. Oh, there it is. And, and you want to know why? <laughs> because they were they were beating on trash cans from Ace Hardware to tip off pitches, and they were using electronic d- devices, and they were checking them in the dugout afterwards. And guys were wearing uh, shock treatment on their shoulders to tip off when a curveball or a fastball was coming. So yes, it's tainted. You, good Christ! You know, it's it's funny because when the steroids thing. Came out. What was the argument? Was and, and we've talked about it when Doug's been here. The argument was, hey, you still got to hit a round ball with the round bat, right? Like that. Like yes, that's like they're basically trying to uh, 
verify trying to say, listen, yeah, we juiced up, but the real art of baseball is hitting a round ball with a round bat when you don't know how fast it's coming at you, Man, right? Man, 100%. And, and the point the point that I'm then making of why it is is pertinent here is, is that the reason this is the whole thing of that's the difficulty in baseball. Guys, if they know heat's coming at 95 miles per hour, a majority of the guys can sit back and just swing away and it's gone. You know what? They may miss, may yeah. swing and miss, but when you know what pitch is coming, like that's why that's why I actually think this is worse than the steroid era because not only Jonas is it like steroids were about individuals. Like Mark McGuire wasn't juicing up being like, I got to get the Cardinals of the World Series, give me more roids. You know, like no, it was like <laughs> I want to hit home runs. Like that like I want to make it for myself. This is like, all right, let's just cheat the entire game. Let's have an advantage that yes. nobody else has, and 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 that's the problem. That's why it is tainted. And I mean, it's the whole minute speech of everything that has gone on that that kept on going and going and going tells me that you don't believe a word that you're no, saying. No, hundred percent. Okay, what is? How do you know if meat's tainted? Are right, you can look at a piece of meat, but how do you know if it's tainted? Well, you know, if you eat it and then uh, I end up throwing up into my V-neck, then I would know that probably <laughs> the meat's tainted. Guess what? That's evidence. That's proof. That's what you need to find somebody guilty on something. We have evidence and proof of a, a months and months long investigation that everybody there was guilty. They're guilty. They know they're guilty. And all he's doing is tap tap dancing around it. And it is 100% more egregious cheating than the steroid era. The stuff Mark, Mark McGuire took, the andro that was in his locker that somebody saw, and that's what started that whole conversation. I took that stuff. Dan, you remember that one time I hit a baseball over the fence in Fenway? Oh, that never happened. It, it, ne- it never happened. So, yes, guys took steroids. Guys took PEDs. They had their own reasons. I want the ball to go farther. I want to guarantee that it triples a home run. I want to go from single A to double A. I want to try and get a big-time contract. Or I want to be able to recover faster, and that's what a lot of that was. It helped you recover faster. They weren't wearing shock treatment on their shoulders. <laughs> they didn't have somebody banging on a trash can in the dugout. It's it's the most blatant form of cheating that there is. It's like filing down a baseball or messing with the seams. It's the most egregious form of cheating. The idea that he's going to sit there and say, well, it depends on how you look at it. Okay, well, I look at it as cheating and so does everybody else. Then what? Come do, on, man. Do you remember hooking up your Atari or PlayStation, but you had to unhook the VCR first yes. and then do it? They did that every single yes. game. So that was where, like, that was the biggest pain of like, oh, no, we, God, you can't man. watch the VCR and have the PlayStation hooked up. You have to disconnect. It took five minutes. They went through that every single night. I wish AJ Hinch would just say, you know what? We we did, you know, there was a there was a plan in place. I knew about it. I'm the manager. I should have stopped it. It happened during the regular season. It didn't happen in the postseason. It was not feasible. I would have been like Okay, I would have given them more credit for the World Series if you just came out and said that. And by but. the way, way to bail out Tom Verducci for one of the sins in in interviewing in sports or or in the media. You never ask a yes no question because they're going to give you open up the door for a yes no answer. So when he asks you, "Is that World Series tainted?" It's a yes or no question. Dan, ask me if I'm a woman. Are you a woman? 
Well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it, Dan. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's all interpretive. No, it's yes or no. Yes or no. And he couldn't answer the question because he's guilty. That's a fair question, though, Jonas. Are you a woman? (laughs) It's ridiculous. All right. uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Dan, coming up next, uh, we are going to look into the future. All right. We're going to tell you what happens next in the world of sports here on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. John Ramos is here as well, hanging out for Doug, who was in for The Herd and Colin Cowherd earlier today. It is Fox Sports Radio. Find Jonas on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. And get John on Twitter at JSRamos06. Uh, we're going to play a game in about 40 minutes, but right now it is game time. <laughs> this is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Isaac Lohenkron joins us on this Friday. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan. Hello, Jonas. Hello, John. What do we got today? Psychic. Yeah. All right. All right. Psychic. Psychic. Will Mookie Betts trade to the Dodgers once it's officially finalized lead the Dodgers to a world championship in 2020? Hmm. I see my crystal ball. Is that Mookie Betts coming out of the bullpen to provide middle relief for the Dodgers after Clayton Kershaw lasted only three and a third? That's what the analytics say. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, Dan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, because there's a if you close the window, no more air can get in, and no opportunity for air to get in, and that window is closed. I'm gonna say no. Dan. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. You had your opportunities and you blew it. Uh, it is gone. Sorry, bud. It's gone. Doesn't matter if Mookie Betts is coming over. How about that? I like it. I like it. I, I at some they'll probably they've already clinched the NL West, but it's the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> I, I mean, right? Should we yeah. go? Should we go hot take? Uh, here's one for you: okay. the Dodgers won't win 40 games next year. Oh, because <laughs> they'll probably win 140. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of championships, who will be the champions? Of the XFL kicking off this weekend. Oh, Jesus. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the DC team because I was actually looking at this is what a loser I am. I, I was actually, is it, what are they? Uh, the, the DC Defenders. Uh, yeah, Defenders. defenders. Um, I almost said United. Um, I, I was looking at the, that's the one Cardell Jones is on. Yeah. And I actually looked at their roster and I'm going to go with the DC Defenders to win it. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go with the Louisville Sluggers. Oh, come on. That, Dan. Oh, wait, that's not a team. <laughs> Give me the Seattle Dan. Dragons. Yeah, they're the longest oh. odds. But I think they're going to heat things up in the XFL. You a big fan of the LA Wildcats color scheme? I'm going to go with no for a thousand, man. <laughs> oh, that could be a hint to what's ahead. <laughs> and finally, who will you remember to buy your significant other a Valentine's gift next Friday? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Not yeah. sure if that means whether you'll buy them a gift for Valentine's period or whether you I, won't buy them it until next Friday. My significant other is listening, and her gift will be grilled tomorrow All in the right. form of chicken Good wings. For you, Dan. Yes. Chicken yeah. wings, Lisa. Happy Valentine's yeah, there, Day. There, there's no <laughs> shot, no shot that I get her anything for Valentine's Day. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. You know what I got her last year for Valentine's Day? <laughs> what was that, Dan? I gave her a giant splitting headache. So that's that's what I do. It's <laughs> the good. gift that keeps on giving and giving. Nothing wrong with that. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
All right, glad to have you with us yeah. on this Friday. We are Jonas. We're in a unique spot here in the sports calendar, and I think sports calendar is a calendar that so many of us sports fans live by. And it's funny because I've talked about sports calendar with our intern Jordan yesterday, and it was brought up again today. There are certain times of the sports calendar year that are that are faster than others. March is one. That's the one where we have the argument of what's the best time of year, September, uh, maybe October, right? Yeah. Those, those times. And then you talk, okay, when are, when are things kind of maybe um, slowing down a little bit or maybe just taking a breather? Early August seems to be, even though the NFL is ramping up, still preseason games. It's usually when are we on during the week the most? Because that's usually when the other people <laughs> call out. Yeah, like that, 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 those are the slow times. I, I think that there is a hidden slow time that people don't realize. That's early November because the NBA has started and it's already in full swing. Baseball has just ended. You're used to the NFL and college football, but the college football like rivalries don't come up for a couple of more weeks, so there's that time. And then there's now this three-week stretch that I think you get before March, and it's right after the Super Bowl. And you can look ahead to things like the XFL like we're going to do, or you can start getting your NBA fix or your college basketball fix. But it also, I think allows us to look ahead to the NFL, even yeah. though nothing has changed from Sunday when the Kansas City Chiefs ended up winning Super Bowl 54. And I find it funny that so much of the conversation, I think that there are two conversations that that spawned when looking ahead from Super Bowl 54. Number one was, can the 49ers continue this run? Are they, are they well positioned despite the loss to continue their success? And it's kind of, when are the Chiefs going to end up paying Patrick Mahomes and for how much? Is that fair to say that those are the the things that kind of have spawned after the game on Sunday? Yeah, hundred percent. And and do the 49ers believe uh, like what you've mentioned, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo long term? Sort of what's what's the plan of attack? Kyle Shanahan's reputation, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I think all of that is fair. But what I find interesting is that we aren't doing what we're doing with the Niners to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is realistically looking at what we have in this Kansas City Chiefs team moving forward. Like, we're we're wondering if the 49ers are going to have a Super Bowl hangover because that seems to be the thing with teams that lose the Super Bowl. How do they respond? Next year, it seems difficult for them to get back. It's difficult for any team to get back, seemingly outside of the New England Patriots. And I don't think just because the Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 54, Jonas, that it's a foregone conclusion that this is now the team that everyone has to mess with next season and for the next 10 or 15 years. The whole goal when you're an NFL team is to win a Super Bowl, right? Like, that's the goal. All right, our goal in building this team and building this roster is to win a Super Bowl. And I think that teams actually look at at things four or five years at a time. If you can find your quarterback, you get a four or five year window to get it done. All right. So if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs have accomplished that. I, I don't recall K- Kansas City Chief fans or anybody covering the Kansas City Chiefs saying two years ago, all right, listen, we want to be the next dynasty. No, man. Like, you were just hoping you could win a playoff game, <laughs> all right? Because you lost to Marcus Mariota at home when you had Alex Smith, which is why you made the move to begin with. Like, nobody sets out to create a dynasty unless they win one. And when you get that first one out of the way, then you can start having that conversation. But how many dynasties, Dan, have you seen in your lifetime that you can recall? I can think of three in the NFL. I can think of the Niners in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I can think of the Cowboys in the 90s. And I can think of the Patriots. 
which in the Cowboys in the 90s is shorter than people remember yes. because it's it was Super Bowls 27, 28 and 30 and then it was over. 3 and 4 years. So That's it. Like so so I th- those are the only 3 that I can think of and the Patriots are the last one. And the Patriots do things that nobody else does. This idea that we're all going to talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to win a bunch more Super Bowls. All right, well, you know, Dan, you're a Seahawks fan. People were saying the same thing about Russell Wilson when he won his first one. They haven't won one since. No. So what are we talking about and, here? And it's funny because Doug uh, brought this up earlier in the week when you're looking at the window, and this actually kind of got me thinking about this topic of teams that, you know, he mentioned the 2016 Cubs and, like, how we thought the Cubs are going to win uh, World Series that after World stinks. Series. Where how the, the, the Seahawks are going to go on a run. But what you don't realize is that the window doesn't begin with the Super Bowl. The window actually has been open longer than you 100%. think. 100%. And when you look at the Seahawks – what you didn't realize at the time was that their window was open in Russell Wilson's rookie season when they lost to the Atlanta Falcons in the, in the divisional playoffs. They took a lead late only to have Matt Ryan get the team in field goal position to win the divisional playoff game. And there were many at the time who said that the 49ers were hoping the Falcons would win that game because they didn't want to face the Seahawks again. The 49ers ended up going to Super Bowl 47. The Cubs, the year before they won the, the World Series, what did they do? They went to the NLCS. They ended up being beaten by the New York Mets, but that was when the Swept. Win- yeah, that was when the window was open. And you think like, no, it starts at that point with the Chiefs. The window was open when they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. That it doesn't just start at the Super Bowl like that ends up counting. And I think that that's something when you look at the whole scheme of things of realizing what really is the window. It's not right when you win. And then Jonas, when you look at what Kansas City has and what concerns me about them are actually a lot of things. Andy Reid sure sounds like if they have success next year that it could be it. Like, if they were to go back-to-back, there would be nothing more for Andy Reid. I mean, he's he's at the victory parade on Wednesday saying, you know, like, let's be back here, like, one more time or one more year. That sounds to me like a guy who's ready, hey, if they go back-to-back, I'm done. And a guy who's grooming Eric Bieniemy to take over the reins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, look, it's, it's like a jack-in-a-box. The first time you crank it, the thing doesn't pop out of the hole, all right? You got to go a couple of times. Kansas City cranked it last year. They had they had a home game in the AFC Championship game, and they lost in overtime, all right? So there's strike one. Now you're getting uh, Patrick Mahomes in year three of his deal because he didn't start as a rookie. He played one year. And we all know this. When you pay that rookie quarterback a significant amount of money, it takes away from other parts of your roster. Well, Patrick Mahomes is the only thing I'm sure about with the Chiefs. I don't know what the defense is going to be like next year. They played better down the stretch, but there were times still it looked like the same old Kansas City Chiefs defense. I think if you're a Chief fan, if you're an NFL fan, be glad that he got one. Be happy for Andy Reid that you got one. This whole, well, we're looking ahead and we're talking about dynasties, man, I, I think that day and age of the NFL is done unless you can prove that you can draft really, really well or you can make some uh, some moves uh, to sign some people. Look, Tyree Kill and his off-field issues are the only reason they got him at the deal that they got him like let's just be honest here if he didn't have those off-field issues maybe they couldn't afford to pay him that kind of money Sammy Watkins is probably going to be gone next year because he's going to get money elsewhere I just think there's more questions and answers with the Chiefs think about the path they had to Super Bowl 54 right 
You you didn't have New England loses, so that resets the bracket where Tennessee, the six seed, goes to Baltimore. You don't have to face the three six winner. You get a Texans team that has a miraculous comeback against the Bills. And yeah, you rally, but it was a beneficial win for them to have Tennessee beating New England. Then what happens? You have the six seed coming to your house and not have to go on the road for the the AFC playoffs. So for the second straight year, even though you didn't earn home field advantage this season, it ended up working out for you because you got to face the not only a lower seed and not have to face the top seed on the road, you got to face the actual lowest seed in the bracket yep. in Tennessee. How often is that going to happen? How much is the now that Andy Reid has a title, you're going to want to win another one? Forum. How right. much the satisfaction break in? You mentioned their defense. How in the world can you do this again without their running game? And I know that Damian Williams was on the verge of winning an MVP, but in a consistent fashion of when you look at Kansas City, are they still going to be the team that just continues to throw the ball everywhere? If that's the case, I don't think that works long-term, so you have to figure that out. So all these questions that we're putting on the 49ers, is Jimmy Garoppolo there? They they set for long-term success. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, what do they need to add? What are you going to do with Eric Armstead and all these different decisions? There's just as many decisions with the Kansas City Chiefs and maybe more questions for them going forward. Here's the other thing. Patrick Mahomes has played one non-home playoff game. How'd that go for three and a half quarters? <laughs> yeah. and that was at a neutral site. Yes. I mean, if he gets into a, ruck, a raucous environment and there's if they got to go on the road and play a team that's got a crowd all fired up, how's that going to go? I mean, that was his first non-home playoff game, and he was garbage for three and a half quarters. Played the worst, some of the worst football of his entire career. So I just... I, I don't I, I look I understand why we do it. I understand why we take the approach of all right, now what's next? Man, if I were you, just enjoy what you have right now. All right. Just enjoy what you got. Like and be thankful that you got it done. I do believe the 49ers have got questions that they've got to answer as well, too. Man, Seattle with Russell Wilson is still gonna be a problem. They've got the best quarterback in the division. There's still gonna be something to deal with. Arizona was much better than people gave him credit for last year. Um, uh, the Rams are going to be extremely motivated to show everybody, listen, if, if we don't have this, the, some of these contracts on this team or some of these guys that are playing for big-time money, we want to come back with a softer schedule and we want to prove that we're a real team. And then look at the Chiefs. I mean, who's to say the Chargers, if they can figure it out at quarterback and if they can have one year where injuries aren't – they don't have the worst luck with injuries of every team in the league – that could be an issue. I just, I, I feel like I understand why we do this. The odds come out immediately after the game, but just enjoy it because there's a lot of players that were on that Seahawks team who probably thought after they won that first Super Bowl, man, we're going to do this every year. Well, you went back there the next year, you know, I, yeah. questionable <laughs> decision, and I get it, but you haven't been back there since. So what are we, what are we looking at it, now? It's funny you say that. Maybe I'm a little partial to it, but I actually like. I find it funny when people use that as an argument against Seattle because I think it's the only one for them to show that they did it because they were a y- yard away from doing it again. I have more of an issue with the Falcons being lethargic for the first half after they ended up losing, a, you know, a Super Bowl or Denver just falling off the face of the earth once Peyton Manning retires and like those sort of things. It's it's. Different. Difficult either way, and 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 get, just getting back to the Super Bowl, even losing it, I think is almost like 
top of the ceiling for teams to accomplish. You know, so so when you when you're looking at what the Chiefs could do, just maybe even getting back is going to be more difficult than you even thought, let alone having to go and win it. Man, you remember when the Titans were like one yard away from tying the Super Bowl back in two thousand? But don't worry, Dan. They'll be back next year. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah, they'll be back. I, there's, listen, we didn't even bring up the Ravens in the AFC. Of the, you know, I know that there's questions about Lamar Jackson, but seriously, they. I mean, Ro- Roethlisberger healthy. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I just, I, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of. Uh, a lot of tripwires uh, and landmines out there for for the Kansas City Chiefs. So it, no, nothing is guaranteed in that league. Uh, all right, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox here uh, in for Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports Radio. Get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox at Dan Byer on Fox. All right, coming up next, uh, the most dysfunctional team in the world of sports award is already being handed out. We'll tell you who it belongs to next here on FSR. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you guys come here to thrash. It's a Friday. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. That's John Ramos. My voice was already starting to like to to crack. So I couldn't do any death metal. <laughs> Who is this? Disheveled? Is uh, this no. disheveled? Please. Is this? <laughs> Please. This is from the uh, Vince Close archives of music. Death from Above 1979. <laughs> oh, Death, death from, from Above. above. That's oh. good. Interesting. That's good. Death from Above 1979. That's always a good, is that, good positive this, radio. Is that a part of the, the song or is that the year the song was made? Is that is That's the name of the band. Oh, that's the name of Full the band. Name. Okay. Yeah. The song is Moonlight. Moonlight. Oh, all yeah. right. So Death from Above is the band. Death from Above 1979. That's the full band. Oh, name. John wasn't kidding. Yeah, no, he was. He was not messing with you guys. <laughs> I prefer Death Ramos. from Above, nineteen eighty one. Right? You know, what, you, know I, you know, what I prefer uh, not Death. I, I I prefer uh, Alive. Can we get Alive? Is there an Alive in there? Um, Life in nineteen eighty five. Uh, interesting. A good intro, though, Dan. Life in 1983, the last time the Sixers won an NBA title. Oh, geez, Dan. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, do you have to keep reminding them? Don't, <laughs> listen, don't worry about it, Dan. Just like we were talking about, you know, uh, with uh, uh, teams that, you know, they get close, but don't worry, they're going to be back. You know, the Niners this year, their fans mm-hmm. are saying, don't worry, we're going to be back. Last year, it was the Rams. Dan, don't worry the 76ers are going to be back. They were saying that after Kawhi Leonard's shot bounced around the rims like he was shooting at a carnival and went in. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It was game seven, but we're going to be back. They, 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 are, they are back. They are way back in the Eastern Conference at the sixth seed. Now they're going to make the playoffs because the rest of the East below them is atrocious. So they're going to be in the postseason. But it is interesting when you look at the, the 76ers. And Jonas, my whole gripe, I'm I'm really not known for anything, but I have always I've always had this Ben not Simmons true. thing. Not true. You are known for things, Dan, but uh, uh, <laughs> not here to make you blush. Yeah, that's all right. All right, so, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. I've I've never been a fan of Ben Simmons, but one of the reasons I've never been a fan of Ben Simmons with the 76ers is I think he gets overhyped, and I actually feel that it overshadows Joel Embiid, who I have always felt has been the superior player. Like, I don't think that they're on the same level skill-wise. I think that Ben Simmons' frame and what he does on the court, if he could expand his game, would be dangerous for many in the NBA. But realistically, when you look at the two skill levels of the two players, I just think that Joel Embiid is just a much better player. Maybe the only thing holding him back are his injuries. But it doesn't seem to be the only thing or that thing holding the Sixers back at all because there seems to just be a variety of issues holding Philadelphia back. Well, Al Horford was a member of the Celtics last year, and everybody knows that that team famously underachieved based on where they were the year before because they couldn't get along in the locker room. Kyrie Irving leaves, and they're a better team this year, and they actually like being around each other. They're having fun. They're playing good basketball. They're one of the better teams in the East, 
And they didn't, outside of and adding Kemba Walker was huge, but it was really the departure of Kyrie Irving. The, the toxic vibe mm-hmm. of the locker room was gone. Well, Al Horford was in that locker room, and now he's in the Sixers locker room, and he's the first one to point out, yeah, there's some locker room stuff that's going on here. Yeah. Well, that's a guy who has experience because he was just in one last year. So I think he kind of knows what the hell he's talking about. There's a problem there. And think about how amazing this statement is going to be. The Sixers locker room got worse when Jimmy Butler left. Like that like they, that has never happened before in the NBA yeah. where a locker room has gotten worse without Jimmy Butler because it seems that things seem to get better when Jimmy Butler ends up leaving, but that's not the case in Philadelphia. And Joel Embiid's coming out saying, I'm sacrificing for my role, and I I don't want to be out there shooting threes, but I have to because of spacing, almost implying, well, nobody's going to guard Ben Simmons, and he's just going to stand out there and do his thing. So what have we got here? And I I made the point with Doug earlier this week that this is a franchise that decided, okay, J.J. Redick uh, is not going to be back with us that uh, Robert Covington is going to be needed to be dealt in a trade. We're going to give up Landry Shamit so we can bring in Tobias Harris just in case we lose Jimmy Butler. You lose all of these three-point shooters around your team, which was actually one of the reasons that made the Sixers deadly a couple of years ago. And now you don't have that, and now you don't have the success, and friction is starting to ramp up. And here's the other thing, and this is a fair criticism of um, Ben Simmons, and this has been talked about before. If you tell an NBA player listen, we're not really a fan or like if you give an NBA player two options, all right, here are your options. You can either be too short or you can be a bad shooter. An NBA player, 11 out of 10 will take bad shooter because you can work on that. You can improve that. If you're short, there's nothing you can do about Mm -hmm. it. Like Isaiah Thomas is always going to be whatever height he is. So he had to figure out how to get good at other things. He he couldn't rely on his natural ability. So he had to become a good shooter. He had to become a good scorer. That's why he was in an MVP race and averaging almost 30 points a game at 5'9 or whatever he was. Ben Simmons has got the size, the strength, all the skill set in the world. But he's not a good shooter and continues to not be a good shooter. If that's something you can work on, clearly he hasn't done it, and I could understand why that would rub people the wrong way. And they're also in a difficult spot, and I agree with you. Joel Embiid's the better player, but Joel Embiid's injury history does create a little bit of a hesitation, a little bit of a pause. Like, man, you know, should we... You know, we already gave him a contract. Is this the guy we really want to want to rely on based on his injury history? They're in a really tough spot. And then the reports are Ben Simmons and him don't really get along. Uh, they they lost a game in Miami, I believe, last week. And instead of getting out of there after losing in Miami, they decided to hang out in Miami. And Ben Simmons was out uh, hanging out with Kendall Jenner, which, by the way, Say whatever you want about him. At least his eyes work. Um, so, so, so good for him. And that's and there's no no shame in that game at all. But it does feel like those guys don't like each other, and each one of them is trying to establish their role as the alpha male. And until you make a decision which way you're going to go, I think you're just going to deal with these problems moving forward. Yeah, and this this falls on Brett Brown. And I look at the Embiid thing, injury history and all, he's not hurt right now. And and the problems that they're having are in the locker room and on the court while Joel Embiid is still there. So there's there's obvious like you've got to you've got to figure out a way for your best player to be utilized. And he did not play well last night in Milwaukee. Ended up, I think he started the game one for nine, ends up six for 26 from the floor. But 
you know, there, there's a lot that comes with that. There's a lot that of him, if he is trying to sacrifice, now is he trying to force stuff? Is he not playing defense because he's not happy about offense? That's all stuff that maybe that Joel Embiid has got to get better at himself. But this also then starts from Brett Brown as the coach and what Elton Brand is doing as the GM of trying to set up and, and make who this team is. Did you think that they were set up for long-term success in Philadelphia. like You mentioned the Kawhi shot last year. I had said that I didn't want Milwaukee to face Philadelphia in the playoffs, and I would rather them face the Raptors because I thought that they could end up beating one player where Philadelphia was more of a team effort. Now looking back, that was a really stupid thought process. But I, I did expect more from the 76ers. I didn't think they would go on a run, but I did expect more from them. Had the Sixers gone to the finals instead of the Toronto Raptors, I think Philadelphia beats Golden State based on the injuries. Um, based on what happened in that series, I think Philadelphia wins that game. And so my point on the shot from Kawhi Leonard and the shot that bounced around, if he doesn't make that shot, what are we talking about now? Because all of a sudden, now you're the Sixers, and and if you win that game and it goes into overtime, because now it was already in overtime, correct? If I'm thinking back correctly, the game seven, or at least it was, it, they were tied. Yeah. And then, so. It would have gone, at least they would have played another five minutes if it was, yeah. So if it went into overtime and Philadelphia wins that game, which was totally reasonable considering it was a game seven, so they were clearly evenly matched teams and you needed an extra period to decide who was going to win. So it's not far-fetched to think Philadelphia would have won that game. I think they would have won the NBA Finals. Now what are we talking about? It goes back to the same thing we say when it's the 49ers or the Rams. If you've got an opportunity, you better close because nothing is guaranteed. Milwaukee has exhibited the ability to get one step closer the past couple of years. They'll get in, they lose to Boston. They get back in the next year, they beat Boston. And they look like a team that's ready to take the next step, which is to go to the NBA Finals. And you want to know why? Because... For Giannis, and look, he's still not a pure shooter, and maybe he'll never be a pure shooter, but I can almost guarantee you he's at least worked on it because he has improved. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons hasn't improved. He made a three-point shot, which Manute Bowl used to make (laughs) three-point shots, and they jumped up and down like they had just won it. It, I I mean, that's it. I would be embarrassed if that were me. If, if If I did a good segment... And all of a sudden, everybody ran in here and started jumping up and down and hugging me. I'd be yeah. like, oh, so that means every other segment I did sucked. What, yeah. What's happening they here? They said, that was actually good. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just... Wow, he actually made one. That was actually good. I just... Uh, I just... <laughs> Can somebody kill that? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Great segment. Yeah. All right. A great bit for radio, Isaac. <laughs> Running into the studio. That is a, that is a great bit from a, a radio professional. <laughs> but it just... Like, if, if, if you, what's supposed to be your best player isn't working on his game clearly and not getting better what do you expect and and Jimmy Butler leaving and in going to Miami and Miami's a better team than Philadelphia well, now I just there were so many opportunities for them over the past couple of years you, and it just didn't get it done you even had Brett Brown saying a couple of weeks ago didn't you want uh, Ben Simmons to continue to try to shoot threes even if he wasn't making them and you know and Brett Brown basically saying like yeah, that was, you know, that was the plan. Obviously Ben Simmons isn't listening. So there's also a message that's not being conveyed. And whether that's a Ben Simmons problem or a Brett Brown problem, Brett Brown's going to be the one that feels the, you know, that gets the wrath of it because well, he's the head coach and Ben Simmons is apparently 
the future. So I use air quotes. Uh, uh, be honest. Have you ever called him Brent Brown? No, that right. actually I'm good with. Right. But there are other names that I can mess up. Because I have. So, I called Ryan Music Eric yesterday. <laughs> it happens. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I called uh, I called uh, John Ramos Joel Elliott one time. I just, uh, I couldn't, I didn't know, I didn't know what happened, but it's just crazy. Uh, all right. A little inside FSR joke here that four people got. Uh, all right. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox, at Dan Byer on Fox. All right. Coming up next. This is the most comprehensive trivia involving the XFL game show that's ever been done on sports radio. Like, there's never been one that's done like this anywhere before on sports radio. Don't go anywhere. It's yours next year on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We're going to put John Ramos to the test. He is Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. That's John Ramos sitting in for Doug here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, John, are you ready to, uh, I, I don't know, I guess uh, be tested on your knowledge of the brand new world of the XFL? I am. And in fact, I'm so ready. How about this? Oh, this is our quiz show music for John <laughs> Ramos. What we've got here, Jonas and myself, have rules for the XFL and some that aren't rules for the XFL. What you have to decipher, John, is it a real XFL rule or one that was made up? Okay. Real or fake on these XFL rules? Uh, Jonas, would you like to go first or shall I? Uh, you can go first, Dan. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. John, is this a real XFL rule that the punting team cannot release past the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked? Is that a real XFL rule uh, or a fake XFL rule? That sounds rule? fake to me. I think like they could do more than that in this this league. Oh, the answer. Yeah, you're oh. wrong on that. That is a real rule. They want to bring back the returns in punts. So, yeah, so you're not allowed to run downfield until the ball is actually booted. All right, John, you ready for this? Yes. Because uh, so far you're bad. It's <laughs> right, so, uh, a developing situation. John, is this a real XFL rule or a fake one? Halftime is 10 minutes long. I'm going to say that's real. Get get him back out wow, quick. Wow, there Look it is. Yes. Very nice. All right, John. Is this a real or fake XFL rule? If tackled for a safety, the tackled team must punt from the 69-yard line on the ensuing free kick. I thought I read somewhere that the field's bigger than the NFL, so I'm going to say that's real. No, there is no 69-yard line. Wow. Only in your dirty mind. Wow. (laughs) Good God, John. There he goes to the 65-70. 75-80. Rocked out at the 84-yard line. A soul to John Ramos. (laughs) All right, John, you ready? Real or fake XFL rule? Every player penalized for pass interference has to give a portion of his game check to the Saints. Oh, that's... That's fake. I didn't think about it a little bit there. Unbelievable. All right, we are quizzing John Ramos on XFL rules. He's trying to decipher what's real and what's fake here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. John, when making a substitution, players must tag the player they are replacing just like a tag team match. I think that guy is from the WWE. I say yes. Oh, Jesus. Bravo. <laughs> <Yes>. My God. 
Um, sorry, he did not make the tag. Therefore, touchdown, no good. First down, Seattle Dragons. Uh, Johnny, you ready for this? I'm always ready. Real or fake XFL rule? Unused timeouts will roll over to the second half. That sounds like something that they don't want. They want the game to go quick. I'm going to say no. Wow. Good, oh, wow. And, and good decent job. Log- logic there, John. Good for you. Thank you. Hold on a second. Ramos. Okay. <laughs> All right, John. Yes. Instead of a coin toss, the visiting team will call odds or even and then roll a dice to determine who <laughs> kicks or receives. <laughs> they should do that, but I would say that's false. I'll bring in craps to, uh, <laughs> to the XFL. Very nice. All right. I know Jonas has got some... Uh, <laughs> we got some uh, coin toss. Johnny, you ready for this? I am. All right. Here we go. Real or fake XFL rule. Instead of the coin toss, a fan from each team will be asked to do a breathalyzer. <laughs> the highest BAC will receive the ball first. I'm going to say that's false. Well, that that is correct. Wow. That's, uh, that was, that's crazy right there. I actually probably should have looked up how they will do it. I assume it's a coin. I, yeah. I assume that's going to be the case. All right, John. If the ball is kicked into the end zone and it is down, it is a major touchback, and the ball is placed on the 35-yard line. Is that a real XFL rule or a fake one? I'm going to say it's fake. Oh, that's real. Major wow. touchback. Yes, 35-yard line. They want the returns, I'm telling you. All right, John, you ready for this? Yes. There are actually nine teams in the league as team nine will consist of 40 players ready to fill in for an injured player on one of the other eight teams. Is that real or fake XFL rule? That sounds something crazy. I'd say that's yes. That's the real. (laughs) Yeah. I actually would have guessed no. (laughs) That's insane. John goes, yeah, that's crazy. That must be real. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You know what? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That's a real XFL rule. All right, John. uh, We got it. We got a few more minutes. A few more minutes. Yeah. Real XFL rule or fake? A face mask penalty is only a 15-yard penalty if the injured player needs to be carted off. No, that would be more than crazy. I would say no. That is correct, <laughs> yes. Okay, what was that one? What was, Dan, Dan, what was your rule proposal again? Can we hear that again, please? It's only a 15-yard face mask if the player is seriously injured. Fire. So there yeah. it is. It's a difference between murder and no, manslaughter. Yeah, no yeah, harm, okay, no good. foul. I can just Fire. picture Vince McMahon out there listening going, <laughs> great idea. <laughs> All right, not bad. Fire. All right, here we go. Johnny, you ready for this? I am. Is this a real or fake XFL rule? Extra points are kicked from 20 yards out, just like formerly done in the NFL. But if missed, the team will lose a point. That sounds like it's real. It's not. That's that's a a freaking good idea. Great idea. That's a good idea, Jonas. (laughs) I like that. Negative points. Imagine the line swings. All right, we'll do. We'll do one more each. Real or fake XFL rule. Teams can challenge a play by throwing a metal chair on the field. <laughs> uh, Bobby Knight says, no, that's not real. Well, that is correct. Wow, you're good, John. All right, John, you ready? One more. Real or fake XFL rule? 
tiebreakers at the end of the year will be determined by which teams are the best against the point spread. Yes, that is real. Seriously? (laughs) You seriously thought that was real? I thought they were all into the point spread. What sort of corrupt league do you want them to run, John? (laughs) For Christ's sakes. You thought that was real? By the way, this just in, John Ramos actually scored higher on that quiz than 78% of actual XFL players. Very nice. Thank you, Isaac. There it is. Hopefully you learned a little bit more about the XFL as well. My God, I saw a highlight of the XFL. I forgot Mark Tressman was in the league. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh my God! That guy nearly ran the Bears organization into the ground. Good Are you? Uh, do you think Tressman's team will have the uh, odds on for the f- number one pick the next year? What are they? The Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yeah, Vipers. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe they're on the clock already. I mean, the, the guy who uh, who used to penalize guys uh, if they didn't if they went to throw their tape away. This is one of the old stories. If they went to throw their tape away and they missed the trash can, uh, he would yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that's a true story. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, all right, Dan Byer, uh, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get John on Twitter, at JSRamos06, if you would like to know more about what cor- corrupt league he wants to run uh, regarding the XFL. Uh, up next, though, uh, somebody in the world of sports believes that one team went out of their way to hurt another. Find out who we're talking about here on FSR. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You don't have Doug today because he was in for Colin Coward on the herd, so you've got Jonas Knox, John Ramos, and myself, Dan Byer, sitting in. Just because Doug isn't here doesn't mean we won't do what Doug usually does, and that's hear something great from Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1 in a segment we like to call... And now... Shannon Sharp earlier today at Undisputed on Fox Sports 1 talking about the Clippers' acquisition of Marcus Morris. Now, I don't believe that Marcus Morris, Skip, he'll get the same opportunities that he got in New York. There's not going to be that many, that kind of shot selection to go around. But, Skip, Morris is a 3D guy. He shoot the three, he can D you up. That's another guy that can throw at LeBron. Uh, So now you got, you, if let's just say, we believe LeBron's going to play somewhere between 36 and 40 minutes of a 48-minute game in the playoffs. That's Morris, Kawhi, and Paul George that you can throw at him all 38, 36 to 40 of those I minutes. I believe they'll go third to third and a third. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a, a nice triplet to have to be to be able to throw at LeBron. The Lakers knew he was worth something. This is why they they would they were going after him. You're not just got getting a guy like, okay, he's on a buyout contract. They believe that he can help them. I believe he can help them. And not only could he help them, it would have hurt the Clippers because the Clippers wouldn't have gotten it. Now the Clippers hurt the Lakers by getting him, and the Lakers don't have him. When it's all said and done, Skip, I'd rather have a guy that's been there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's Kevin Durant. He doesn't need to be. Give me a guy that's been in big moments, that's played in big games, as opposed to a guy that, like, well, he's young, and he might. I don't do well with that. Mm-hmm. Give me the guy that's proof. All right, you've seen a lot of Marcus Morris. Uh, I for, First of all, he is... They loved him in Boston, absolutely loved him. Uh, He had a great reputation there, and he loved playing there. And he made himself money while being a member of the Boston Celtics. Remember, the Spurs and the Knicks were kind of fighting for him. He got a better deal from the Knicks. Back out of his Spurs deal, yeah. Because he got a better deal from the Knicks. But it's also the fact that the Clippers... And I want to listen. He's not as big a name as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but let's like look at what we're talking about here. The last three players that both the Clippers and the Lakers went after, the Clippers got all of them. Like they got Kawhi, they got Paul George, 
and they got Marcus Morris. Like it is a clear strategy that they're taking and their approach is we're coming for you. Like we're tired of being the stepbrother. We want to show we're the best team in the league. And this is another piece for him. I do wonder on how many more guys the Clippers can have with an edge. Marcus Morris, yeah, Patrick Beverly, yeah. Montrez Harrell. Like, how many more guys do you need to have that, you know, chip on their shoulder before it all of a sudden starts to backfire? I think it's fine to have a couple of guys like that, but to have like seven, uh, I'm not sure. I, I heard they're actually uh, tr- in talks. There's a buyout going on. They're going to sign Deontay Wilder. I believe that's, that's the next. <laughs> For the KO yeah, bunch. Why not? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. Is it now non-football season? Is it always football season with the NFL, Jonas? How do we look as we sit here standing February 7, 2020? Because I'm trying to figure it out myself. Throw those X's up, Dan. XFL, baby. So I guess it is still football season. To me, when the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is one of the most hated tournaments by golf fans there is because it's just not a it's it's a real golf tournament but it's the celebrities who end up taking center stage. I am one of the golf fans in the minority Jonas where I love it because it's uh, decompressing from football season. It's sitting back looking at Pebble Beach, seeing the beautiful sights and sounds. That's what I usually do on the first weekend after football season ends is just kind of, you know, decompress, just sit back, relax and take that in. But now we've got the launch of the XFL. We've got college shoops, NBA. So now it's okay. Maybe you don't get as much of an exhale as I normally Uh, used to. Let me ask you this. Does Fox air any celebrity golf tournaments? No. The only golf tournaments they air are, are USGA events. Okay, good. So. All right, so I needed to know that before I say this. Okay. I can't stand celebrity <laughs> golf tournaments that are shown on television. Like I give like I give a crap uh who the bassist from uh, uh better than Ezra does on the 13th hole from uh, uh Pebble Beach. Like who cares? What about if the what about if the drummer from Death from Above 1927 is <laughs> is playing in the Just like 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 what well, like what do I care about like one member of the Blue Man group uh, uh shot an eagle on the 12th. Good for yeah. him. Go back to Vegas, jump in the fountain. Okay. Okay. Like, let let me say this. And and before we kind of move to football, would you rather watch a tournament with a bunch of hacks like that aren't famous, just guys who may shoot 110 as opposed to seeing celebrities going out there playing poorly or you just yes. want to see yeah that's yes. yeah yeah i want to yeah. see yeah it's called the longest drive yeah like i'm good with the longest <laughs> yeah. drive like I'm, I'm good with it like i'll watch that i don't want to see justin timberlake uh do some dance when oh it's just, it bothers me it, it annoys the crap out of me especially because it, it, it's such a a wealthy country club entitled feel sure. to it you know like why don't you bring like have every pairing have to bring a fan on, you know, or how about, you know, here's a better one. How about the celebrities have to be the caddy for a, just a normal everyday guy? Yeah, right, wanna, like, hey, I'm fine with like, that. They, like, like live like the rest of us for once in your <laughs> God forsaken life, please. <laughs> this, yeah. And this pro-am is the pro-am of all pro-ams. I mean, like this isn't, this isn't like, Hey Chuck, we got you in the uh, AT&T. This is, oh, no, man. you're the CEO of this company or you're starring on this TV show or you won how many Super Bowl? Peyton Manning, you could come on 
Duncan, Steve Young. That's like this is really the who's who of pro ams, and so it's not there. There's no common Joe playing in this. Uh, event. And, and listen, uh, and as soon as as Fox decides to carry one of these pro ams, you know, I think I think maybe I'll soften my stance on that a little bit, Dan. <laughs> you know. That's fair enough. I think I think maybe I'll do I, that. I, I just take it back as it's a, a, to me it's an it's not an intense watch. You have it on, you're watching, you see the you know, you look at the TV and it just looks beautiful. I mean, it's just a gorgeous it's sight. It's stress-free. Yeah, yeah, really that's that's really what it is and and the the it's it's unique from maybe other weeks in in the PGA on the PGA Tour schedule because it's just yeah, it's just to sit back. You know what? Go out in the backyard, maybe do some stuff for 20 minutes, come back and check in. That's why I like it. But now you've got actually other viewing opportunities as the XFL ends up launching this weekend. Yeah. And it's something that, yeah, I can just even hear it in your voice. You're ready for the doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday. Well, here's why. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, if you, if, if you take the right approach, and this is the approach I'm taking, I'm not looking at this to be comparable to the NFL. Like, I'm not looking at it for that. I'm not even looking at it to be comparable to college football. I'm looking at it to be different, and maybe we see some some different things. It's It's a new approach. The AAF felt off from the beginning, and when early on into the process, the AAF is borrowing money from the NHL, like, you know we got a problem here. Like, like if you're so hard up for cash that, you know, the homeless guy is giving you a couple of bucks and saying, hey man, if I were you, go get a shave and something to eat, like, then you know you got a real financial problem. The AAF was borrowing money and telling people not to cash their checks on certain times because there wasn't money in the account. They had to go to the NHL in order to get money to try and keep the the league afloat. The XFL, like, I don't think Vince McMahon would jump into this a second time only to fail a second time. For whatever you want to say about Vince McMahon, he's as successful of a businessman as you will find, as successful as a promoter as you will find. I think he was dead set on wanting to right the wrong that was the XFL the first year around. I I think this is a completely different approach. I think it's a completely different league. I I don't even think of this as the old XFL. I think of it as a brand new league, and because it's new, I'm interested to see if it works. Well, the the original XFL seemed almost just like a publicity stunt. Yeah. And then it actually just kept on going, and then you had the he hate me, then you had the let's run down the field and see who gets. Yeah, like it was all, all, you know, Jesse Ventura in the booth. It was it was all trying to break from the NFL, and now you're almost trying to see a bridge. But I will say this, for the issues that happened with the Alliance, and this is what I think is, is going to be an issue, and what I think will happen on Monday and Tuesday is we're going to see great television ratings. We are going to see that the XFL did very well on Fox, that it did well on ABC and ESPN, and I believe... Jonas, we will see ratings that top college basketball and ratings that top the NBA Yeah, because it's what we had last year with the Alliance. So to me, it's not a one-week thing. My question is how does it continue? Now, the Alliance could have had great viewership and they still would have had a problem because you needed somebody to come in to give you any sort of cash flow like they had, which they didn't have. The XFL, to your point, took their time. The Alliance raced to get ahead of the XFL, so they ended up launching and didn't have all of their ducks in a row. But I still do think that there is going to be an issue come early March and mid-March when the newness of this wears off, and that's that's my concern of it. I I'm footballed out right now. Like I like I'm I'm like I don't need to sit down How dare and you. I know it's it's absurd, but I it's 
it's a point where I, I just needed a little breather. And that's why I wonder with this league, maybe maybe it would have been better to launch NFL draft weekend. Maybe it would have been better to launch to extend it that way when there are other things that you can do. To do it right after the NFL season, I know you're trying to continue your fill of it. I just think at some point people are going to get, okay, I've just had 20 straight weeks of football. I can't commit to this anymore. I've got to got to kind of move on to the other family or to, or to the family and to do other things. I just wonder if burnout is going to happen, kind of like it did with the Alliance. Yeah, and look, um, this is – I can understand why people would feel that way. Now, I happen to do a show on Saturday here at Fox Sports Radio with Bucky Brooks. The XFL will be on. So I'm going to watch it because it's going to be fun to talk about during the show. But I can understand why there would be some fatigue based on months and months and months of football, and now football's gone, and you're almost welcome to the idea of, oh, my God, my Sundays are back. Oh, my God, I, I have I have so much more free time on my hands, and I, and I get all that. And this may be something to where when they try it out like this the first year, maybe in year two they decide, like you said, move it back to the start of April or move it back in May. You know, maybe that's something that they the, – the approach that they would take or maybe it's something that they move back till July but I just I like the idea for a couple of reasons one you're giving players hope players who maybe weren't getting the opportunity in the NFL that maybe this is a chance for them to extend their careers a little bit longer so I'm good with that I also like the fact that it's actual real football people everybody that's been hired from a front office position to a coaching position that's those are real football people. These aren't just gimmicks. wasn't Wasn't Dick Butkus the coach of uh, uh, of the Chicago team? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, like wasn't he the coach of the Chicago team? Well, let's get our crack research staff on that. Like yeah. uh, and it, like and listen, Dick Buck is one of the great players of all time, but. You know, he was there because his name was Dick Buckus. It wasn't really that he had, I don't think, an interest in coaching. It was an opportunity for him to go there and, and, and you know, add some legitimacy to the league. So it felt like a publicity stunt, like you said, like an extended one. This one feels like there are real football people behind it. And the fact that you've got already a great TV deal, they've got Fox, they've got ESPN, ABCs behind it. Like I think that it's going to work if... Your expectations aren't that this is going to compete with the NFL because clearly it's not, or else they would have ran it side by side with the NFL. What are the expectations? Like, did, like this is what I like. I mean, I think that the expectations in my mind are trying to bridge a gap with the NFL, where this allows this to be something in between college football and the NFL. Sure, yes, yeah, yeah I, I think I think it's a feeder league. I think it, I think it's a league that that would feed the NFL players. You could say whatever you want about uh, NFL Europe. That worked, man. That was around for a long time. NFL Europe was around. I know, Dan, like you walked around here. Like you should have seen Dan back in the day. He walked around here. Like he's got this Rhine fire tattoo going yep. down his si- spine. Like it was unbelievable, your dedication to the Rhine yeah, fire. Yeah, I, I have a, a a Calvin doing you know what to the Frankfurt Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was because I was so such a Rhine fire guy. <laughs> Uh, I don't. By the way, I forgot it was the Frankfurt Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the LA Galaxy. Oh uh, yeah, there what was the uh, Berlin Thunder. Yeah, you know uh, the uh, Amsterdam a holes. Uh, uh, they were one close, of those teams, weren't they? Weren't, they? weren't they? Admirals. Oh, Ad- admirals. Whatever. Admirals. Same thing. Depends on who you yes. ask. You never know. Um, but th- the whole point being, I think it's going to be a feeder league, and I think the idea is it's a place for players and coaches to go. That's not quite the NFL. But 
you could see them in the NFL. I think some of these quarterbacks that are in this league, I think actually some of these quarterbacks that are in this league could probably play in the NFL. Cardell Jones was on a roster for a long time. Uh, the quarterback uh, that was mentioned, uh, Landry Jones. Yes. Landry Jones is is in this league, if I'm not mistaken. I, I feel like it's a feeder league. I'm not looking at it to compete with the NFL, and I'm not going to do a side-by-side comparison with the NFL because I understand one product is one thing. It's the elite, and this is more of guys that are trying to get back to that status. Isaac Lohenkron has an update. This is pretty bizarre. So here's what happened. Chicago did hire Dick Butkus to be its head coach for the Chicago Enforcers, <laughs> but he never coached a game for them. Five months before the first XFL kicked off, Butkus was promoted, air quotes, to the position of XFL Director of Football Competition and replaced as Enforcers head coach by Ron Myers. So he did mm, coach them, but right. he didn't coach I thought he was them. replaced by My Two Dads. Oh, no. That was the show that he was on. Remember My Two Dads? Paul Reiser and that other guy? No, he was on the uh, the the one that Reggie Theus was on, right? The what? basketball uh, sitcom. What? What, hanging with Mr. Cooper? No, there was an NBC basketball sitcom. He was the coach of that for one year. Kurt Rambis was a coach. Reggie Theus was the coach. Oh, I don't uh, even... I got a little interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure Dick Buckus was on My Two Dads, so that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. By the way, do you think they'll ever make a show called My Two Dads ever again, or probably not? <laughs> a, lot, uh, a lot of questions there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, sure, why not? A lot of ways Absolutely. you can take that. You know, yeah. just, I'm just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> like, my two dads, wait, what? That's a developing story. Uh, but point being, point being on the XFL, I just, I'm curious to see what it's like. You know, hey, look, I'm going to miss the idea of them setting a ball out there and two guys trying to dive for the football to determine uh, uh, like a rugby scrum. Yeah. Who gets the ball and a guy dislocating his shoulder and being out for the year before the season <laughs> starts. I'm going to miss all of that. And, and I do think there are some things that they're going to implement in the XFL that I think the NFL is watching and keeping a close eye on that they're going to bring over to the NFL. I hope it works. I just am going to reserve my judgment until March because that's a, I mean, we saw it with the Alliance. We saw it with, you know, we've seen it with other things. Just just take that wave of, you know, curiosity at first. And if you can you can ride that and carry the momentum into the next month. Then uh, kudos to the XFL. Well, I'm excited to watch the XFL on Fox. Yes. I'm excited. Seattle Dragons will be opening up against D.C. Then the Fox game is L.A. at Houston on uh, uh, tomorrow. Oof. And then the other Fox game on Sunday, Tampa Bay Oof. at New York. Product placement by uh, Fox there. A little L.A. at Houston after the whole cheating scandal by the Astros. Not How too about bad. That, Dan? Time for revenge. Yeah, bet your ass. Uh, all right, uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox, at Dan Byer on Fox. Farmers Insurance bring you, brings you today's Doug Gottlieb show. Farmers Insurance knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and auto, so visit Farmers Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS and get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Up next, one of the best in the business is going to tell you why one move was made in the world of sports. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Jonas Knox. That is John Ramos, a brand new, fresh, hot and ready John Ramos show coming up in 10 minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. 
I, I mean, he's been working all show long on it. So th- this is as well prepared. And if you remember, the last John Ramos show he did was, in my opinion, one of the better John Ramos shows ever done in the history of the John oh, Ramos okay. show. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And John, do you remember how much you produced of that episode? Was it That about- episode, I'm going to say, if I had to put my hands on that one, <laughs> I would say that was like 5%. Oh, okay. okay 5 <laughs> 5%. <laughs> yeah. Today's, today's 80 True story about the last John Ramos show, because I did have my hand in it. I think I prepped more for those five minutes than I did the other two hours and 55 minutes of the show. <laughs> Just because, you know, it's it's such a, there's so much responsibility that comes with that show. There is. And I have to say that a lot of people say that. A lot of people have said who worked on the John Ramos show have said, I have prepared so much for this show. It's even more than I even like, you know, give my wife time at home, you know, the kids. I mean, I, I didn't know we were taking that sort of a turn on the uh, discussion, <laughs> but uh, but apparently we are. Well, you know, John, you got to do what some people do in this business. Uh, you got you to talk about uh, how innovative and how you were doing it first before everybody else after you do the John Ramos show. <laughs> I do mention that sometimes, yeah. but Cause, yeah. Because mm. nobody, it's not possible for two people to have the same opinion on something. Nobody yeah. else is doing this type of well, show. Yeah, let, well, let me test. Jonas, how many teams in the NBA do you think realistically have a chance at winning the NBA title this year? Ooh, let's see. There's thirty. There's thirty teams in the NBA. I'm gonna say more than one. Okay, John Ramos. How many teams do you legitimately think have a chance at winning an NBA title this year? Three. Oh, there it is. And more there than one. More than see? one. <laughs> you stole it from me, John. You stole it. <laughs> you thief. Do you do you think that it's more than three? I'll just use that number. Uh, no, I think it's uh, I think it's the Clippers, I think it's the Lakers, and I think it's Milwaukee. And if you if you wanted to stretch, uh, I believe Boston more so than Miami, but I don't have confidence in in that either. I so. I, I think that if if we break it down when you look at it, it's. Whoever comes out of the West, and if the Bucks win the East, they'll have a chance to beat whoever comes out of the West. But if it's not Milwaukee out of the East, then it's either the Clippers or Lakers. You buy Denver? All. I can't. I don't know what it is. I have I have a, a mental block when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's it's going to be difficult, especially too if they're the three seed, which actually where they are right now. Yeah, and I, and, I don't know. I it, they they would need. Them at home and a team on a back-to-back, like, they're as good as it is. And, and that's proven in the numbers. Like, they're as good as any team. And, and it's why there's always been this sort of a blind bet. If Denver is hosting a game and it's the back, uh, back in, um, end of a back-to-back mm-hmm. for one team and they've got to go to Denver on night two after playing the night before, always bet Denver. The problem is Denver usually... And and in the NBA postseason, there are no back-to-backs, so teams have time to prepare and get ready sure. and deal with whatever the altitude is. So I think they lose that advantage in the postseason. And and when we say three, I find this interesting because we thought this season was going to be wide open, wide open. In the, like there was, right. there were going to be a, like the the face of the NBA changed because no longer did we think just one team was going to win. And I don't know how much better it is to have three. I know it's better than just having one and that one team ended up not winning it last year. But I just, I don't know how different this season is from other seasons. Yeah, well, and and the NBA's, of of all the leagues around sports, the NBA usually has 
um, three, four teams at the top, and then there's a significant drop off yeah. elsewhere. To where and and look, and it's the seven game series is part of it. But in the NFL, you know, a, a six seed, we've seen them win. Super Bowls before that's happened a lot. I think Denver John Elway's first team was a was a six seed, if I'm not mistaken, that won a Super Bowl. I think the Steelers might have been a six seed uh, when they when they won a Super Bowl at some point. I just it feels and listen, I'm not trying to listen, I'm not trying to <laughs> to dig up bad thoughts here, Dan, and and go into your past, but it just it does feel like we're back to the same issue. There are three or four teams that are just better than everybody else that have a realistic shot at winning a title. Rick Buecher joins us, Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst, senior writer for Bleacher Report. Hey, Rick, how are you on this Friday? Rick, do we got you? You do. All right, let's just let's just start with the Sixers because it's a topic Jonas and I talked about earlier on in the show. Where, do, where does the blame fall? Is it on the shoulders of Ben Simmons? Is it on Joel Embiid? Is it on Brett Brown? With this dysfunction going on with the Sixers team, where do, where do the problems really lie? Or, or who's who, who needs to correct it in Philadelphia? Uh, ultimately, uh, boy, I mean, we can't we can't give it to Sam Henke. Yeah, uh, we've. <laughs> well, yeah, why not? Uh, I, look, I, this is a difficult thing. I, I mean, I would, I would start there. The, the idea that you can just aggregate talent without considering cons- chemistry or position is always going to be difficult. The, the demolition and the acquisition of, of assets, I think Sam did a terrific job of doing that. And he didn't get to finish the job. So I'm not saying that it's on – that the team as constituted – is on him, but that's where uh, this thing begins to come apart. And then after that, I probably go to, to ownership because the relationship between ownership and Ben Simmons in particular, uh, celebrating his birthday down in Miami, what was it, last year, where they, they, they canceled a practice in order to celebrate his birthday. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're undermining your coach's it's amazing enough that Brett Brown survived the, the, the tanking era and then still had the, uh, the authority in the locker room to, to build a playoff team or to, to guide a playoff team. But now you're having a relationship with the point guard that's closer to ownership than the, than the coach. I, I just I don't know how any team would function with, with all of that. So, look, do those two pieces fit? No, they don't fit. You, you, you need to decide. Uh, ben Simmons isn't a point guard. He's a power forward. He's a point forward. If you, if you approached building the team around him the same way you approached building a team around Giannis Antetokounmpo, you'd have a much better chance. Or, or you go the Joel Embiid in route and you, and you build around him. But you can't build around both. Uh, Rick Buecher, Fox Sports NBA analyst, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Beyer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. What do you think, Rick, gets them the most in return, Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? That's a great question. I feel as if, actually, if Embiid would, because if you ask anybody in the league, and I don't know that I've asked them this direct question, but I, I think the consensus is that Joel Embiid is the more talented player has the more unique skill set Ben Simmons again it goes to what what are you viewing Ben Simmons as you cannot be an all-star caliber franchise caliber point guard in this league if you cannot knock down a three-pointer that's just the game has changed and 
What's the most baffling part of this is we've seen Lonzo Ball improve his three-point shot. We've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo improve his his three-point shot. Derrick Rose has remade his three-point shot. Derrick Rose is the, is the case example of a guy who got caught by the game changing for point guards. He didn't have he he was an attack the rim guy, uh, create for other guys, but. He, and Rondo, probably the same thing, Rajan, Rajan Rondo. You need to be able to knock down the three. The most baffling part of this is, is that Ben Simmons has not taken any iota of a step toward developing a three-point shot. I, I throw Markel Fultz out there is taking and making more threes than Ben Simmons. I, that's, the, that's the one question I have that I haven't heard an answer for, which is why – seemingly Ben refuses to develop a three-point shot. Rick Buecher joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one for me, Rick. How much can we read into last night's small sample size of the Rockets beating the Lakers with their new lineup, meaning Houston? Nada. Nada. I was I was in the building. I was there. Uh, that was all the Lakers basically looking at it and going, ooh, we, we, look at our size. We got a size advantage. Let's just throw it in the post. If you're going to be successful against a small ball team and you have a height advantage, you have to play as if you are like playing either a normal uh, opponent or you're playing small ball yourself. Then your height advantage is going to win out. They tried to, and we see this all the time, you know, oh, there's a mismatch. We're going to exploit the mismatch. We're going to throw everything we do out the window in order to attack this one particular mismatch. And it throws your whole team off. And that's what we saw last night. I'm a little surprised that the, that the Lakers gave into that and weren't smarter about executing it. That's a veteran team. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, they should all know better. And uh, they, they fell into it. But I, I need to see P.J. Tucker playing the five on a regular basis and – have him endure what he's going to have to go through guarding 6'9", 6'10", seven-footers on a regular basis. Uh, Rick Buecher with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. Last one for me, Rick. Um, Outside of, and Dan and I were talking about how many teams realistically do you think could win an NBA championship this year? And we came up with Milwaukee, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Who do you think would be a team outside of that top three you'd give the best shot at winning an NBA title? I'd probably still include the Raptors in the mix. Um, and I need to see the new version of the Miami Heat. The, the, one, the one thing that I think opens up the gate a little further is simply the fact that we don't have a quote-unquote lead dog. We don't, have, we don't have a defending champ. Technically, we do in the Raptors, but without Kawhi Leonard, we don't know what they are. So I, I think that provides the opportunity and I look at some of these teams and I really think it's just a matter of who you see when you see them during the playoffs that's going to determine who gets there at the end I like the Clippers there they were my team at the beginning to win it all I had them facing the Raptors in the finals but uh, you know I could make a case for the teams you mentioned along with uh, the Miami Heat and obviously the Raptors my question on the Hornets bench, we'll have to wait for another time. Rick Buecher, we appreciate it. Have a great weekend. and we Thank, will, you. Uh... Thank you so much. Thank you for that gift going into the weekend. We'll talk to you soon, Rick. Thanks. Uh, no potting them up to here. Thanks, guys. No. No, just can't. gone. The, the, well, you want to know why, Dan? 
Because something special is coming. Oh, on that's, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We're Look, short on time. Hey, sorry, Rick. Don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming through. And yep. that train is none other than the John Ramos Show. It's yours next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Phil Mickelson, and Jason Day, two back in Nick Taylor at Pebble Beach. He's Jonas Knox. <laughs> I'm Dan Byer. And you know what time it is? Now. Now. Does it get any better than this? I think not. It's the John Ramos Show. Ramos. It's the John Ramos Show. John Ramos Show. This is the John Ramos Sports on Fox Radio. Huh? Here's John Ramos. He says exactly what Suzanne tells him to say. Ramos. Shut up, John. Yes. Yeah. All right. Hey, welcome to the John Ramos. Welcome to the John Ramos Show. Today we celebrate National Light Bulb Day. <laughs> Guys, which type of bulb do you like? Incandescent, fluorescent, or halogen? Dan? What? Coming up on today's show, we are going <laughs> to dig deep into the sports well, touching on a subject that many feel is taboo, guys, to even bring up. Are running backs overpaid in the NFL? <laughs> the John Ramos Show well. doesn't shy away from these unique topics. Plus, what will happen first? My six-month-old son, Jonah, turns 100 years old, or the Mets or Knicks make the playoffs? <laughs> but first, my main man, Ryan Music, is off today, so filling in for him will be Vince Close. Vince, what is go? Excuse hey, me. John. What is going on, Vince? <laughs> oh, not much, Don. Excited to be part of the show. Hey, great to be here with you, and guess what? It's Oscar weekend. It sure is, John. It's coming up on Sunday. <laughs> Do you know my wife Suzanne won an Oscar, uh, Vince? I had no idea what it was for. Schindler's List? No, she won an award back in 1998 for best score when she got me in the sack. Oh! <laughs> Coming up next, if I have a new way of cheating, can I join the Houston Astros coaching staff this year? That's next on the John Ramos Show. Oh, my God. Part of this nutrition John is such a slut. <laughs> Thank God we're a break. <laughs> BTS, everyone! Yeah! More like BAD. They are the newest. <laughs> they are the newest sensation here in the good old USA. Later on, we will chat with them about what does BTS stand for. I think it's but that sucks. But we'll see a little bit later on in the show. Plus, later on, I will tell you if it's okay to call people your friends if you really haven't never met them in person. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. They probably don't like that. <laughs> now, it's something we love to do since the fans are make or what makes this show go. Let's go to the audience. And hi, what is your name? Hi, I'm Jordan, and this is my first time out in California. I'm from Kansas City, and I absolutely love this show and being in this audience. Well, great. Great to have you here, Jordan. Do you have a question for me? Well, again, being from Kansas City, I'm a giant Chiefs fan, and they obviously have the best quarterback in the NFL, being Patrick, my homie, possibly the best tight end in Travis Kelsey. I mean, his stats, incredible. Those touchdowns, those receiving yards, so... How can we get better next year? That's a great question, Jordan. I mean, the ribs in Kansas City are so good. <laughs> Coming up next, should the NBA playoffs <laughs> reseed after each game? That's next on the John Ramos Show. Can you imagine if they did? <laughs> Toronto lost game one against the Magic last year. Didn't they lose game one against yeah. the Magic last year? You got the Bucks tomorrow, Raptors. <laughs> 
BTS is in the house. Oh, this song stinks. I can't wait to chat with them later on. I really want to know what BTS stands for. I still think it's ban these songs, <laughs> but we will find out later on. Right now, it's the game show you've asked for on Twitter all the time, and that's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like riding oh, a bike. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah! Yes! It's Jonferty! Yes! <laughs> Guys, I, love I know you do. Let's take a look at today's categories, shall we? All right. Jimmy, <laughs> G, you suck in the fourth quarter. All bets are off. Write that other one down, Dad. <laughs> you want to say what that one was? Kansas City, Ohio. Kansas City, Ohio. That's right. And Suzanne's. Dan, Ooh. you have control. All right, John. I'll take Suzanne's <laughs> for 600. Hold on. I got to play here. <laughs> Definitely his hands. Uh, John? Yes. <laughs> what is Suzanne's favorite part of John? Sorry, that is incorrect. Jonas, do you have an idea what it is? Uh, yeah, John. Um, can I hear the answer <laughs> one more time, please? Definitely his hands. What is the softest part of John? Sorry, that's incorrect. The answer we were looking for is, what part of John's body would Suzanne cut off first if he looked at another woman? <laughs> Well, that's all the time we oh. have for today. <laughs> Sorry, BTS. We'll get to the meaning of your group name next time. But until then, thanks for listening and watching. And Vince, let me see your backside. Whoa! <laughs> Unbelievable. Jeez. Easily the best part of John Pretty is when the host said on the air, Dan, I forgot to write the other one down. <laughs> the great thing, there was another one he could have used, but <laughs> nope, let's just, hey, I forgot. Oh, man, that was uh, just a job well done by John Ramos. And the buildup on John Purdy when the song gets really going, oh, my God, yeah. it's the best. I love it. Uh, by we the both way, lost with negative 600. I know. And we never I, I got to Final it. Jeopardy. Yeah, we never, I mean, just ridiculous how fast that game went by. Uh, by the way, John, if uh, if people would like to send you congratulations on another successful version of the John Ramos show, where can they find you on Twitter? At JSRamos06 and at John Ramos show and remember you got to hashtag it the John Ramos show very good all right Jonas Knox Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio up next the most pressing issues in the world of sports as told only by us here on FSR be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer, and that is John Ramos. Uh, oh. Just the reviews are in. Jonathan Lemus tweets in, finally, the John Ramos show, very underrated show. The uh, main event, John Ramos show, delivers once again that from Ralph and uh, Mike and Fresno. Easy, easily my favorite, uh, most favorite thing on the radio right now. Yeah, I agree. There it is. Great stuff from John Ramos at yeah. JSRamos06. Just another award winner. Speaking of award winning, let's catch up on today's headlines. 
Press with Isaac Lohenkron. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Jonas. The NFL today released the list of players involved and invited to the 2020 Scouting Combine in Indianapolis coming up later this month. So 337 prospects. LSU leads all schools with 16. Georgia has 10. My alma mater of USC has two. And I'll take requests if you want to name uh, Dan and Jonas some college teams that you're interested in to find out uh, how many uh, players are representing those schools. Hawaii. All right. Hawaii. Uh, one, Cole McDonald, a yeah. quarterback. Oh, yeah. Man. Cole McDonald. All right. Cole, Mc- farm. Cole McDonald. Cole McDonald. <laughs> you just beat me to it, Dan. <laughs> you bastard. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Cole McDonald did have a farm, well, Dan. <laughs> what about Wyoming? He's had a lot of picks. All right. We got Wyoming. One, linebacker Logan Wilson. All right. Wow. All, right. So- All right. South Carolina. All right. Let's go South Carolina. South Carolina has a whopping six, including <laughs> defensive linemen. DJ Wanham. So we go from college guys looking to make it in the pros. Yeah, go ahead. What about Ohio State? I I have a feeling they have more than one. You ready for Ohio State? All right, here we go. So we got Ohio State. We've got 11. Uh, Chase Young was able to to get in there somehow. And uh, so did wide receiver Ben Victor. Benjamin Victor, yes. Isaac, what about Dartmouth? All right, let's see. (laughs) Dartmouth has... Not surprisingly, the same number as Caltech. 13. Oh, no, zero. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. I got a tweet in. This is from Jason. Kent mm-hmm. State. He wants to know how many Kent State had. Oh, yeah. Kent State. I didn't even know that they had a hockey team. Uh, a football team or a hockey team. They, they have a zero. As oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, wow, that's that's fascinating. Oh, oh uh, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Isaac, uh, Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. Minnesota has four. Uh, they had four. Yes. Interesting. Including linebacker Carter Coughlin. He'll get there 15 minutes early. Interesting. (laughs) See, Bayer got that, I could tell. Elsewhere in the Super Bowl, the defining play, the 44-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill on third down and 15, leading to the comeback. It was named Jet Chip Wasp, and EA Sports announced today that Jet Chip Wasp will be included in Madden NFL 20 in honor of the Chiefs' big play. Right. Why? Right. When all you have to run is quick slants. Yeah, who cares? Yes. Like, 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 why does it, like, oh, don't worry, we're up to speed. Okay, cool. Well, if you're up to speed, make sure LaShawn McCoy is not on the active roster during two <laughs> games. The Cowboys playbook was from Madden last year. They got their press. I heard Dak go, deep outs. <laughs> By the way, I heard uh, they're actually going to change his name uh, to Kellen Less after oh, what happened last good. year. Uh, uh, very, very good. There, Dan. Uh, uh, any predictions of the XFL debuting? Any right. winners? I'll tell you this right now, and and a lot of people haven't talked about this, but if you're smart and you're looking to make money on the XFL, you absolutely cannot go. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.